the second floor of the AC building here at Bethel University. It's live from AC Second. Sup. <laughs> Summer movie preview. Wow, I, I, I've, I've always wondered what it's like to be on like a morning show here. <laughs> this but I think, is, I think that's I just morning show. We're gonna throw it over to uh, Jim with the traffic. Jim, what's happening up with the helicopter? Well, Chris, <laughs> I don't know. I saw Good Morning Vietnam. Didn't he do that? I don't remember. <laughs> so, what are we doing today, Chris? It is time for our second annual summer movie over under. <laughs> Why are we screaming? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's finals week and weird stuff happens That's during right. finals week. That's right. So we did this last year, right? We did this last year with very little prep. So I'm going to give people a rundown of what happened last year. So, I, w- I really wish you wouldn't. Well, I'm going to. So we went through. I think I lost, we went through no, a list. No, you didn't. We went through a <laughs> list of su- of movies coming out in the summer of 2017 last uh-huh. uh, last spring, and I set what I guessed the Rotten Tomatoes score is. Chris, can you give right. us like the 15 second Rotten Tomatoes score? What, what how do we read those? Sure. The way that that works is Rotten Tomatoes surveys all the um, movie reviews that come out from professional reviewers, and they and they code them. They do a um, a bivariate coding. So they just say, was this a positive review or a negative review? They count up the number of positive reviews versus number of negative reviews if it's a, if it's at least a 60 40 split they call that movie fresh if less than 60 percent of the reviews are positive it's 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 a not fresh it's a rotten movie and there's other methodologies that we could critique the methodology but i don't want to take them too much time doing that right so we did this for 16 movies yep um last actually we did it for 17 movies but i'm going to explain why we're only looking at 16 of them because there is a reason um so i set a rotten tomato score you guys just said whether you thought the score was going to be over or under that, mm-hmm. and then our uh, our good friend and former student, former TA Eric Magnuson, got on Hi, Facebook Eric. and put his own scores in. So I have the results of that. <laughs> so of the sixteen movies, Chris, you got eight out of the sixteen right, which is basically a monkey throwing darts at the. At a dart That's board. right. Yeah. Uh, Eric good. Magnuson not got good. nine out of sixteen. Oh. Good job, Eric. Got me by and one. And Mitchell Crum got ten out of sixteen. Whoa. So you are our wow. winner. Nice. Holy cow! Now Eric didn't just give us. That's over- why you're drinking the Dr Pepper Champion right now. <laughs> Eric didn't just give us over-unders. He also gave us what he thought the scores would be. So then I basically competed with Eric. Um, Eric's standard deviation was um, (laughs) 24.78. That is not good. Well, mine was 21.7. That's better. Better. Yeah. (laughs) But you got to think, like, like, like if you say a movie's going to be... 35 you're saying it's going to be bad and mm-hmm. then it, if it got a 10 like that really kind of kills you right sure. so like so stuff like that stuff right. like that happens um we actually got really close on a number of scores uh, can i ask you a couple quick questions sure well first well all right um this is about last year or? yeah about okay. last year so first of all where did we get really close uh where did i get close so i said guardians of the galaxy would be 81 and it was 83 nice wow um let's see where's another close one um i said that Despicable Me would be 65. It was 61. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I said Dunkirk would be 90. It was 92. Um, I said The Nut Job would be a 13 <laughs> or 10, and it was a 13. Or Nut Job 2, I should say. Well, of course, um, Nut Job 1 is a classic. Uh, it is not. Um, so, yeah, so I, I had a bunch that were within 10, but then okay. but then there were some where there was like, you're off by 46 on a, you right. know. Um, so that so leads, that, that, that leads to my up. next question, which is do we see – a lot of movies hovering around the 50th percentile, no. or do they fall into, like, they're either great or they're terrible? So I'll just give you a rundown of the numbers without even naming the movies. So okay. last year, the 16 movies, the scores were 83, 30, 67, 18, 30, 92, 15, 68, 16, 61, 92, 93, 92, 13, 8, 16. Eight? Uh, I bet you can guess what the number eight was, Chris. Was it the nut job? No, no it's your great shame from last year. You took the over on what movie? I took the over on the emoji movie. Right. See, I gave you 30 on that, and you took the over. I did. And it was a hard under at eight. Yes. (laughs) That was the only single-digit movie we looked at last year. Duh. All right. Now, there's one movie that we didn't, that that, that we picked a score for, but uh, ended up not being released. But it's getting released this summer, so it's back on our list. (laughs) So I'll let you know when we get to that movie. Okay. All right. So I have a bunch of movies now. One other thing that I put together to make this a little bit more fun for our for our listeners, if yeah. you look at the podcast description for this show or go to our Podbean site, there will be a link to a Google form where you can put in your own over-unders. Oh. Mm, so great. if you want to participate, you just got to do it soon because if you if we see that that your, uh, your date of doing this is past when some of these <laughs> movies came out. We're going to call shenanigans. That's right. Um, so one movie we're not going to do, I just want to literally do a minute on this. Uh, Solo comes out, is it tonight, tomorrow? Tonight. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on Solo? 
I'm putting the score at 75. I think I've actually seen scores for this, so it's in that range. I'm okay. So apart from the score, I'm pretty hyped for this movie. I'm very excited. Um, I've listened. I, I know too much. I've listened to too much of the behind the scenes production. I know it's had a very rocky road to, to release, um, from acting to directing to. Anything not named Donald Glover, apparently everything is problematic <laughs> about this movie. And I believe Woody Harrelson's just fine, though, right? Have you seen his haircut in this movie? <laughs> Do you care? It's Woody Harrelson. Do you care? That's okay, true. When okay, is fair. he ever bad? Fair. That's that's fair, actually. Um, but I... Uh, in a year and a half, you're going to have that haircut. You're going to be so <laughs> into Woody Harrelson. <laughs> that's really unfortunate i actually don't know what the haircut looks like but you're going to be so into woody in this movie it makes it, it makes trump look well coiffed <laughs> anyway i think it's going to underperform expectations i'm excited for it i will see it in the theater i, I if, if you gave me 75 i think i'd take the under okay um, I'm gonna uh, just just to be contrary. I'm going to take the over, and here's my reasoning on that. I actually think, for exactly the reasons that Chris just stated, this movie is going in with low expectations, and I think later reviewers are going to grade it on a curve. Um, so I think the score is going to come up. As a Star Wars fan, are you excited or? Yes, oh, okay. I'm very excited. I'm going tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going tomorrow morning, and then Chris and I, I think are going on Tuesday. So that's correct. I'll be seeing yeah. it twice, regardless of how. Even if I hate it tomorrow, I'm going again. <laughs> so how much would you have to hate it to try and talk me out of seeing it? I would. I like going to movies, and I okay. like hanging out with you, so it okay. wouldn't matter. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you could be Ishtar, and you're like, "Let's go do this." I think one of there's. So I'm going with my two kids. One of the three of us would have to die in the movie for us for oh. me to be like, "I don't really feel like going." So wow. yeah, let's Man. not. Let's yeah. Let, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're gonna. So so okay. So Solo doesn't count though, because yep, that's we're, that's. Solo's out. We're not counting. We're not counting Infinity War. Yep. Anything's been out so far. Yep. Okay. So our first movie, which comes out next week. So I'm, I have a brief description that I'll read to you, and gotcha. then I'll tell you my score, and I just want you to know your thoughts. We're going to need to clip along here on this, mm-hmm. though. Yep. So the first movie is called Action Point. So here's the description. Johnny Knoxville stars as, a D- stars as DC, the crackpot owner of a low-rent, out-of-control <laughs> amusement park, where the rides are designed with minimum safety for maximum fun. Just as DC's estranged teenage daughter, Boogie, comes to visit, a corporate megapark opens nearby and jeopardizes the future of Action Point. To save his beloved theme park and his relationship with his daughter, DC and his loony crew of misfits risk everything to pull out all the stops and stunts, making for another wild ride. I'm putting this at 45. Um, Dr. Crumb, I, I'm assuming you're going to give me the first crack at this since you won the championship last year. Oh, boy. You've decided to defer? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'll take the kickoff here. Okay. Um, that's, I'm taking it hard under on that. That sounds like a steaming pile of Johnny Knoxville. All right. So I, I can't imagine a world in which that hits forty-five. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the under on as well. I, I I I can't imagine this this being anything other than 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 absolutely terrible. Okay, yeah. so you didn't really have to think about that. No, that was, that was an obvious. One. I, you you lost me at Johnny Knoxville. All right. Sorry. All right. No, hey, I didn't make the movie. Have, have you Have you seen him recently? No. That's some hard living, yeah, dude. There, there's some real duds in this list. Okay. The next one I don't think is going to be a real dud. This is called Ocean's Eight. Oh, so uh, Debbie Ocean, played by Sandra Bullock, attempts to pull off the heist of the century at New York City's star-studded annual Met Gala. Her first stop is to assemble the perfect crew, Lou, Kate Blanchett, Nineball, Rihanna, Amita, Mindy Kaling, Constance, Aquafina, Rose, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Daphne Kluger, Anne Hathaway, and Tammy Sarah Paulson. So a pretty star-studded cast. Chris, I know yeah, you're a fan of the Ocean's movies. Big fan. Big All fan. Right? We know that um, that the the uh, was Ghostbusters last year, two years ago. That did not go over real well. That was two years ago, and you're yeah. right. That landed a little flat. And I mean, and the only connection there is they're taking an, uh, an existing male franchise and, and doing it. swapping it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, I'm putting this at 85. I actually think this is going to be... I think people are going to like this. I think we're going to get the reverse of the Ghostbusters situation. Because mm. we're talking about critics here, not weird Twitter people, right? So I think right. this is... And the, the, the cast is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Mitch, what do you think? Uh, hmm. 85, I think, is actually a really good guess on this. So that makes it really difficult. Um, I think I'm going... I. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over on it just because I actually, I think I think with that number of 
major stars. I think I think people, and especially because I guess once again, they're sort of like, especially because the last, especially the last Ocean's movie kind of fell flat. I think I think this one will get graded on a curve. So this one, this one, I'm going to go over. Chris, I got to take some risks to try and to try and get the, you got to differentiate the yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking the under. You hate Sandra Bullock, is what you're saying? No, I lo- uh, Sandy's great. Uh, she's fantastic, <laughs> but. Part of the the under the the unexpressed hero of the Good Oceans movies, especially the first one, is Steven Soderbergh. Uh, obviously, the the Neo Brat Pack thing works because Clooney and and uh, and Pitt are are doing their thing, and you've got star power to match here. Plus, Anne Hathaway makes a great bad guy. That's just that's a fantastic casting choice. But I don't know who's directing this. And I'm not I, I the I'm not sure I, okay. I I'm, I'm I think it could still be in the 80s but I'm taking the under on 85. All right, uh, the next one is a, a fun one. Lots of sequels, lots of sequels this summer. So the next one is Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this is Pixar's entry for the buckle summer. up. This one's a little bit long. Uh, everyone's favorite family of superheroes is back in Incredibles 2, but this time Helen is in the spotlight, leaving Bob at home with Violet and Dash to navigate the day-to-day heroics of normal life. It's a tough transition for everyone, made tougher by the fact that the family is still unaware of Baby Jack-Jack's emerging superpowers. When a new villain hatches a brilliant and dangerous plot, the family and Frozone must find a way to work together again, which is easier said than done when they're all incredible. The Incredibles... The original Incredibles in 2004 got a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. So so a much, much beloved movie. Who were the 3% of people who were voting that was a bad movie? Those <laughs> Alan Moore, maybe? Did oh. he? Yeah, oh, it's probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friends of Alan Moore, specifically. Yeah. Um, now, I put this one pretty high. I have a okay. feeling I have a feeling I maybe am shooting high on this. I put this at 90. Um, and, and my thought is mm. it's, a, it's a Pixar sequel, which can be dicey. But I feel like they're. I feel like they need a win. So I'm even. Even though some people aren't in love with the trailer or the story description, Pixar they know what they're doing too. So I have a feeling that that this one's going to be high. So I'm I'm going to set the number high at ninety. Mm. Okay. So even though you set it high at ninety, I was thinking about Pixar sequels, and I w- and Cars two is is probably the worst Pixar movie, but. Cars three is sneakily underrated. I don't know what the I don't know what the Martin score in Pixar three is, but I bet it's creeping up there. So, I think that uh, Pixar has resolved their sequelitis, and I'm <laughs> I'm going to take the over on a ninety. Cars three is a sixty eight. Just so you know. Oof. Okay, that make, that that hurts. That hurts my case here. So you're, but, but you're taking the over. You're I'm taking the, the over. over. I love Incredibles, and I think you can, I think this could easily hit a ninety two, ninety three. <sighs> yeah, I. I actually agree with that reasoning for the most part. Um, I'm going to take the under just just on uh, just on the chance that you know they. I, I don't know if it's going to quite hit a 90, mm-hmm. and I, they'd be I, happy with an 88. I, think, I mean, I think, like, like, I think yeah. the comparison factor is going to be huge because I mean, most people argue you know that Incredibles is the best Pixar movie. Um, some some argue it's even the best superhero movie. So you know it's you know. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's not gonna quite live up to to that. So I'll say under. All right, so that's right. An over for Chris and under for Mitch. Uh, next up, we have. I'm already nervous about my picks. And, and I, I don't. My picks. <laughs> I don't know if this is a a a remake of the 1970s film. I presume it. I presume it is. Um, we have uh, Michael K. Williams in in the movie Superfly. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Curtis Mayfield is doing the soundtrack oh for this. Um, wow. But uh, so the, this is a short description. Follows an African American cocaine dealer who tries to secure one more deal before getting out of the business. So you have Omar from The Wire, right? Michael uh-huh. K. Williams. Yep. I'm setting this at seventy. Oh, this is one of those movies where I really wish I knew more. Yeah. Mm. I will say, and I might have missed directors, things like that, but nothing jumped out at me as like, oh, this is. Yeah. Like significant to mention. This is Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, doing yeah. Superfly. <laughs> Did anyone, anyone here seen the 1970s movie Superfly? No. no. Oh, okay. I guess that's just me. Yeah. So sorry. I took an African American cinema course when I was in grad school, so I I can do 70s African American cinema pretty well. Wow. Nice. If you want to have that conversation, we can dig it. All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to take the under. I'll take I'll take under on this. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's. I, yeah. I, I I there's nothing in there that's sounding like it's going to be you know great and 
uh, as you know, as we noted, these things are very bivariates or very uh, well, they are bivariate, but it's the the scores are very uh, bimodal, and I think it's going to be low. <laughs> I'm going to predict politics comes into this. And in our current political climate, a movie prominently featuring an African-American drug dealer trying to make one more score uh, plays badly and uh, gets a lot of um, uh, gets, a, gets a lot of negative reviews. So I'll take the under. Okay. Yeah. We had double unders on that. This next one, I promise you, is a real movie. Um, <laughs> this is called Tag. One month every year, five highly competitive friends hit the ground running on a no-holds-barred game of tag they've been playing since the first grade. I'm not making this up. Risking their necks, their jobs, and their relationships to take each other down with the battle cry, you're it. This year's game coincides with the wedding of their only undefeated player, which should finally make him an easy target. But he knows they're coming, and he's ready. Based on a true story, tag shows how far some guys will go to be the last man standing. Starring Ed Helms, Tracy Morgan, Hannibal Burris, Jeremy Renner, Annabelle Wallace and Jake Johnson. This exists. Wow. Yep. I'm putting this one at 40. This feels Ooh. like this feels like uh he's not in it, but this feels like bad Adam Sandler territory. Ed Helm seems like not great in the box office post hangover. I'm actually familiar with the true story here. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Are you I, one I, of I, these guys? No, but I, I would <laughs> believe it if but you I, told me. But you were. I read a journalistic account of these guys, and it, uh, if the movie holds a candle to what they actually did, I'll take the over because the um, really wow because the story is kind of amazing. Like these are guys; these guys like stake each other's houses. They would like take secret plane flights across the country uh, for the purpose of tapping someone and, and yelling, "You're it." It's fantastic. It's a wonderful. Wow. It's a hilarious story of of, of really. There's a, there's a deep seated friendship behind it too. Right. So, I will um, I will take the over on forty. All right. So this is this is your Dunkirk for the, the year. It's this not is the- my Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say this is the emoji movie of the year. I'm gonna go under. I think it's gonna crash man. and burn. I love that you guys are splitting on these. All right. Um, next up, we have. The movie that we skipped last year, which was the John Travolta John Gotti biopic, it's coming out this year. I'm not. It's this is a long description that I'm not going to read all of because we know John. John Travolta plays John Gotti. Yeah, John Travolta plays John Gotti. Ella Travolta's in it. Kelly Preston's in it. Your comment last year was, "It seems like a lot of Travoltas in this." <laughs> Stacy Keach is in it. I think we said last year, "Is he still alive?" Yes, he's still in this movie. Um, so I put this last year at fifty. I'm going to keep it at fifty. I what I, do you remember what I said last I year? Do, I, I do. I do. Like because I'm, I'm, this time I'm taking the under. All right. I think I probably took the under last time, too. Last year for Gotti, you, uh, Chris took the under and Mitch took the over. Oh, and I yeah. said it. I kept it at 50, so. Uh, boy, I'm tempted to just go, just, just, just for the sake of differences, although my intuition here is to go under. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go under on it. All right. I'm gonna say I gotta say under. It's why, better to get it right than to be different. Yeah. Why was why was this or why was this held back for a year? Well, no. What's funny that's, is it was that's another reason to go under. It was supposed <laughs> to come out last August, and then it was supposed to come out last December, and now it's coming out. Like I've seen like footage of it now, so like okay. I think it's a thing mm. now. All right, uh, one of the big movies of the summer. I yeah. won't read this whole description. We have Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World uh, one in 2015 had a 71. I'm gonna put this one at a 70. So this is Chris Pratt, uh, yep. Bryce Dallas Howard. What are we thinking? Uh, I think I think in general the I, I think seventy is actually a really good guess. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say the critics are gonna roast it though. I'm gonna say it's gonna go under. Um, I think I think I think in general the. The, the the last one, if I remember right, did all right. I can't remember. It, it was, was a seventy one. It was a seventy one. Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, it was box office wise, did great. Right, box office was great. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's the plot and the acting is probably not going to hold up as well. It's it's going to be lower. Yeah. How improbable is it that Chris Pratt is our premier action movie star? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I mean, two franchises he's heading, yep. which make all the money in the world, yeah. right? So, but yeah. That said, I'm, I'm taking the under. See, uh, on, a, I, on a seventy. That's yeah. interesting because I I thought it would be over just because at least it's not a Marvel movie. That's true. You know, like yeah, it's true. it has all the most of the trappings of that without actually being like another another superhero movie. So yeah. so I'm 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 I would take the over on my own number there. <laughs> all right, next up we have Sicario: Day of the Soldado. 
What is, is this? What is a soldado? A soldier. They have the soldier. Okay. Yes. So uh, in in so this is Benicio del Toro, Josh Brolin back for a, another uh, fun-filled romp. I've is, never. Is I didn't he, see Sicario. Is he, is he playing drugs. Thanos or is he playing uh, <laughs> Cable in this one? I think I think Josh Brolin is his character from Goonies. Even better. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyhow, Sicar- in 2015, the original Sicario got a 93. Um, I put this one at 80. Did either of you see Sicario? No, it's not. I, I'm. I'm sure it's, I'm sure I actually would find it interesting, but it's not the kind of movie that I would tend to spend a lot of time on. So okay, yeah, I didn't see it. Okay, so I'm I'm going with the the general um, sequel slide. So I'm sure. I'm lopping 13 points off that and putting Ooh. that at 80. Ooh, man, you're good at this, Sam. Oh boy, yeah. Um, there's a lot of hype around this, at least yeah. in certain circles. I was gonna say I, I'm gonna say. I, I, so what? You, wait, wait, what's your number again? 80, 80, 80. 80. I'm going to go over on that. I think I think this one's gonna I think this one's gonna hold up. Um, and especially, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think I think I think especially be, I think this is going to be one of the artsy movies of the year that the critics are going to like and will crash and burn at the box office. I feel like you don't title this movie Day of the Soldado unless you're pretty confident it's going to rock. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take the over on that. Too. All right. That's a super pretentious title if the movie sucks. That's right. <laughs> All right, now for some fun um, is uh, a movie called Uncle Drew. Chris, do you want to tell us what oh, Uncle boy. Drew is about? I, can you read the description? Cause sure. Because I, I, I don't want to butcher it. Okay, this is. I'm very excited to, to hear about this. My staple is in the way here. <clears throat> so after dr- draining his life savings to enter a team in the Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem, Dax, played by Leroy Howard, is dealt a series of unfortunate setbacks, including losing his team to his longtime rival, played by Nick Kroll. Uh, <laughs> desperate to win the tournament and the cash prize, Dak stumbles upon the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew, played by NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving, and convinces him to return to the court for one more time. The two men embark on a road trip to round up Drew's old basketball squad, including Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, and Lisa <laughs> Leslie, and prove that the group of septuagenarians can still win the big one. So the uh, the obvious comp to this is Space Jam, which got a 38 in 1996. I'm putting this at 45. Okay, first of all, Space Jam is critically underrated at 38. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um that's some fine acting by Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Real pathos from Daffy Duck. That's too. right. But they carry the movie. The human characters. The human characters are... Yeah. Well, it's Larry Bird. Um, I think... I th- The premise of this is funny if it's not Uncle Drew. The Uncle Drew thing from Kyrie is kind of overplayed. Like It works great as like a one-minute commercial. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine... Is this sort of if Larry Johnson had made a Grandmama movie... Yeah. That, yikes. Could you imagine or um could you imagine if um like the, here's the big unanswered question. Can Kyrie Irving act? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like imagine if at his peak Shaquille O'Neal made a movie where he was a genie. <laughs> oh, wait, he did. <laughs> yes, in fact he did. See, so, so here's the thing. Shaq, I I'm pretty confident he could be funny in a in a bit part in a movie. Sure. We know LeBron can. I don't know if he's in this movie. He's or not. Right. It doesn't appear to be. Okay. No. Um but I'm not sure that Kyrie can be a good actor. Um, so 45 is your number. I'm taking the under. All right. I'm going to take. I'm going to. I'm, I'm just more to be contrary. I'm going to take the over on this. Um, just uh, this I is think, your, this is your Dunkirk. I know this. No, yeah, this is this is not going to be Dunkirk. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be funnier than people expect. And yeah, it'll it'll do better. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a movie called The Hustle. This is there's there's a number of sort of female-fronted movies. Okay. So this, um, the description for this, two female scam artists, one a, one low rent and the other high class, compete to swindle a naive tech prodigy out of his fortune. Sort of sounds like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, maybe. Mm. Kind of. Uh, I'm presuming the two scam artists are Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Oh. I'm putting this at 55. Oh. Now here's a question. Mm-hmm. Is this one of those stupid things? We're gonna hear like these stupid media narratives. That there's only room for one female-centric comedy per summer, kind of thing. Well, there's more coming. So. Well, I know that's the yeah. thing. So they're gonna like it's gonna be like them versus each other. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. I think that's why I put this at 55 because I think this is this is one which seems like it has less star power. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stick with my analysis of the Ocean's Eight movie and say that while Anne Hathaway makes a great bad guy, I'm not sure she makes a great uh, um, con con woman. 
I'm taking the under. All right. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think I, I also think um, Rebel Wilson has kind of faded a little bit. Um, she's not, she's, yeah. Um, her shtick, I think she, she's, she's kind of, she's, I, this is, maybe this is wrong, but and she, she kind of strikes me as like, a, as like a one trick pony, like, you know, yeah, and I think I think the joke has been told. I haven't taken in her whole oeuvre, so I don't well, I don't know that. Yeah, but, and well. I, I, haven't, I haven't exactly like you know I'm not a connoisseur. Watch Pitch Perfect or so. two or three. Yeah, I, so it, but yes, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna take the under. Okay, as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up, Chris, you're excited for this Ant Man yep. and the Wasp. Yes, I am. Um, so the original Ant Man was an 82. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this at 78. Ooh. So kind of in the uh-huh. ballpark. I'm putting right. a little sequel mm. slide on it. We had the yeah. big Infinity War earlier. I, I, I don't know. I think that that this is this feels like one we could sit out. I don't know, and that's sit out in terms of being ex- super excited about. On the, uh, I, I see your point, but Marvel has done better and better critically reviewed wise when it goes smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing gets smaller than Ant Man. Right. So <laughs> if you think about like Thor Ragnarok. Um, the second Guardians movie, or what am I leaving out here? Um, uh, Black Panther for sure. Mm-hmm. These were these were smaller kinds of movies in the Infinity War kinds of things. If all this is is a heist movie featuring Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd, I think that's worth an eighty-four. Okay, I'll take the over. All right. Um, I actually think that's a really good uh, guess, but once again, to be contrary, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say this one. Um, I think I think you're what you said about this is a, this is a sit out movie. I think that's what this one's going to be. And plus, I don't know the the entire Ant Man um, premise. I think is dicey. All right. So now this actually is my Dunkirk. Okay. Uh, sorry <laughs> to bother you. Either you familiar with the film? Sorry to bother you. Not even a little no. bit. All yeah. right. Um, so I'll read the description and tell you who's in it. Uh, follows a uh, follows a black telemarketer with self-esteem issues who discovers a magical key to business success, propelling him to the upper echelons of the hierarchy. Just as he, as his activist comrades are rising up against unjust labor practices, when he uncovers the macabre secret of the corporate overlords, he must decide whether to stand up or sell out. Starring Tessa Thompson, Lakeith Stanfield, I think is the is the the lead in this. Uh, Stephen Yun and Army Hammer. Um, I adore Lakeith Stanfield. Um, and if you saw Get Out, he's a small part in Get Out. He's one of the best things in Atlanta. Hmm. There's a lot of great things in Atlanta, but he's in Atlanta. I, I feel like this is. So I put this at 90. I think this is going to be You're one the, of those movies that's going to come out. Now in the you summer. know a little bit about this movie. That description gave no information about this. Yeah, movie. I mean, right. I, I, and, and in fact, I mean, my first question actually is like, what's the genre? Like, I could see this. I, yeah, what is the genre of this film? Um, it, yeah, Macabre Secret means like, is this a horror movie? I, I, I mean, I, I don't think, again, I've only seen trailers for it. I mean, I don't think it's like Get Out, but it might have some of the elements of that where it's like, wow, that kind of turned into like a weird horror turn at a certain point. Um, and, and and again, like I, this is mostly on like Lakeith Stanfield is we're getting ready to like really see him as a star, I think. So, so I'm putting this at 90, but that might be ambitious. I'm daring you to go under on it because I want I want uh, I want to prove you wrong. This also could be a 98, like it's that it's that kind of movie. I'm this I'm taking a risk here. I'm taking the over, and here's my rationale is not based on this movie because this movie could go either way. But this this seasons the, or the, this whole summer sounds so critically bereft yeah. that I think there'll be a bounce back from critics, and critics will overrate this movie because everything else is such a cash grab or such a superhero movie or something. Or maybe like that. it's really good too, and it might be really good. Yeah, I mean, that, I think I mean that was definitely Dunkirk last year. I mean, that was for sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which Dunkirk is great. I love, and Dunkirk. I believe in the podcast. That's exactly but, what you and I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As um, Chris took the under. Yeah, um, I don't want to talk about that. Um, yeah, so I ha- so I hate to sort of I hate to sort of like go against the the intuition that that suggests, but I'm going I'm going to take the under, um, partially just partially just because I mean fr- again I'm not sure what we're talking about even I mean I could mm-hmm. given that description I could even see it a comedy I wonder if it's going I wonder if people will know what to do with it critics will like Keith Stanfield's a, is a really good comedic actor so I think it's dark comedy is probably okay. the genre yeah. that we're looking at. All right, um, it just gets better and better. Skyscraper is next. This is a uh, <laughs> a uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. I don't think I need yeah. to read the description. It's, he's in a skyscraper and it's falling. I think I don't know. Wait, wow. is this different from Rampage? Yes, 
So Rampage. That was also a movie where he was in yes. a skyscraper that was falling. <laughs> Rampage came out this year and got a fifty-two. Okay. Um, the closest other comp I could see in the rocks. Uh, IMDB was San Andreas, which got a 50. So I'm putting this at 51. This feels like it's in the same, (laughs) kind of the same range there. Wow. I feel good taking the under. Yeah, I do too. Do you think this is going to be critically worse than a movie based on the video game Rampage? I think I think it's gonna I think I think yeah. not 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 only will it be worse, um, uh, but it will be well. It may be it may, it may, it's 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 gonna get slammed because it's gonna be the same thing, yeah. right? So. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we're getting deeper into the summer, um, Hotel Transylvania three summer vacation voices by Adam Sandler, Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, Kevin James, David Spade, and Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Um, part one got a forty four. Part two got a fifty five. I'm giving this a thirty three just to stick with the double numbers. Yep. Um, I think yeah. I'm gonna go under. I I think oh. it's I think it's going down. Um, I think. Especially, especially with the, uh, having no other information than just that subtitle, "The Summer Vacation." That sounds like the biggest cash grab yes. um, you can imagine, <laughs> but not that big of a cash grab. Because, like, how much money can this make? Well, <laughs> can I can I tell you? I saw a trailer for this, and here's the great thing: they go on a cruise. Let me reiterate: vampires, cartoon vampires, go on a cruise. Guess what? The ship's captain and cruise director is the descendant of Van Helsing, who there's a, there's a love interest. And a murder interest. I'm I'm in the over. I'm taking wow. the over on Wow, Chris this. is going yeah. to this movie. Right. I might take my kid to this movie I'll go with you. Right. This sounds I, that yeah. I just I like to go to movies. So. I, I might end up seeing it because Addie liked the first two. So ah, you know, we'll see, I am we'll unfamiliar with the Hotel Transylvania <laughs> series. Uh, another sequel uh, in, yeah. in, in in many uh, the Equalizer two with Denzel Washington. Uh, in 20- I had completely forgot there was an Equalizer one. That's right. <laughs> uh, in 2014, the Equalizer got a 60. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. if you look at Denzel's his, his filmography, he ha- he has some like stinkers in there. Like every once in a while, he'll have one that's low. He rarely has two that are low in a row. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier his last movie, Roman J. Israel, had a fifty-two. He got an Oscar nomination for it. I don't know why, but I haven't seen it. Um, but I don't think this is going to be the Equalizer. One got a sixty. I'm putting this at forty-five. I'm just giving it sequel slide Ooh. and like. I don't know who I don't know who this is for, so I'm gonna go under. I, I yeah, I give yeah. If you, that's when I feel like I'm gonna I'm I'm getting some points from you. If you had put it at 52, I'd be really conflicted. But at a 45, I'll take the over. All right. Okay, now to the the bane of my existence. Although not because I don't have to see this. Um, <laughs> bane is the bane of your existence. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Mama Mita. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> is that really what it's called? Yes. No, it's not. That is yes. not what it's actually called. Yes. Here we go again? Yes. Well, it's a little from the song, you know? I know, but that's such a resigned title. Yes. Right. Like, well, and you have fine. to say it like, here we go again. Yeah. Um, I believe, I believe, I could be misquoting, but I believe I'm quoting Amy Poppinga's mom, right, about Mamma Mia 1, which when she said, not even Pierce Brosnan could save that movie. <laughs> um, and he's back again to try to save this movie. The original in 2008 got a 54. I saw the musical. I hated it. I like abba a lot i hated this hated 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 it and so i'm giving it a 33 and i will be very upset if you go over either of you go over (laughs) (laughs) dr crumb i'm a fan of musicals um i knew this about you yes i I like did you see mamma mia i've not seen mamma mia um and partially because like it has such a a terrible reputation um so yeah i think the 33 is a pretty good guess um but I will take I will take the under. I think this thing's gonna crash and burn. We yeah. can still be friends. Yeah. <laughs> that thirty three is so juicy, man. Take yeah. the over. Do it. All you get. <laughs> mm. But all the good are they gonna redo others? Because like they they kind of did all the good so- Abba songs in the first one. I think they're just running them back. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Share and it looks awful. It looks so painfully bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the under. <laughs> all right. All right. I apologize to fan. Not really. No. I love Abba. I really do love Abba, but I I can't take it. All right. uh, More sequels. Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, Chris and I were talking about this the other day. Here are the IMDb scores for the first five Mission Impossible movies in order. 62, 57, 70, 93, 93. So it's weird to see that they got better. Missions Impossible 3 and 4 were in the 90s. 
Four and five. Four and the five. Nice. Yeah. So this is number six. Number six. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, yeah, Alec Baldwin, Simon Pegg, Tom Cruise, Ving Rhame. I mean, I assume these are yeah. the people who have been in these. I haven't seen any of them. Ving and Tom have been the ones that have been there. Okay. Simon Pegg has been in it for a long time. Too. Okay. I'm putting this at 75. I'm, I'm not seeing the, uh, another big run here. I'm, th- I'm seeing a dip. Um, but 75 is still fine. What what caused the four and five to be so much more highly regarded? Was it like a, a director I think it change? was directors. I, I can't remember who they were, but I feel like they got like Tony Gilroy good directors. It, it may have been. Um, I'm presuming one of those was the was the um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in was the villain in one. Mission I think he was in one of the earlier ones. Oh, was he? I thought he yeah. was in like I thought he was in four or five. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I these are not movies that I I'm into. So I'm taking the over on 75. I feel like this can comfortably be in the eighties. Yeah, that was that's my intuition too. Um, ooh, uh, just once again, just to be just to be different, I'll take I'll take I'll take the under, and I'll take the under just not not only because of uh, the possible dip there, but just um, it seems like it seems like there's already a lot of action movies on the mm-hmm. on the table here, and I'm wondering if critics will just be ready to to fry this one. Right. Uh, all right. Another female-fronted movie, Um, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Uh, Film tells the story of Audrey, played by Mila Kunis, and Morgan, Kate McKinnon, 30-year-old best friends from Los Angeles who are unexpectedly thrust into an international conspiracy when Audrey's ex-boyfriend, Justin Thoreau, shows up at her apartment with a team of deadly assassins on his trail. Much to their own surprise, the duo jumps into action and finds themselves on the run in Europe from the assassins and a suspiciously charming British agent as they hatch a plan to save the world. 45 is my number. Um, this doesn't sound good, does it? Except Kate McKinnon's real funny. Has she been funny in movies though? Yeah, she has. I don't She what... was the best part of Ghostbusters and it wasn't close. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it sounds, it, it, it sounds like I guess I get. Uh, you said forty five. Forty five mm-hmm. is your score. Uh, I'm going to take the over on that one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much over. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would, but I, I I wonder if it's going to make it into the fresh territory and just be like a sixty or sixty one or something. I'm taking the over too. All right. Uh, Disney's Christopher Robin. So this is a live action. <laughs> it's a gritty reboot. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's a live action Winnie the Pooh adult Christopher Robin goes back to the Hundred Acre Wood. I don't know what I don't to like do. Anything with this. about this? Neither do <laughs> really? I. Neither do I. But I'm giving it an 87. What? Yeah, I, I think that I think Disney Disney also knows what they're doing with mm-hmm. some of this stuff. So I don't know that that is this, this is like, for is me. This is like Ted, but with no swearing. <laughs> no, I think I think more Paddington. Paddington Two was yeah. like adored. Like I, so that's why <sighs> that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna dare you to go under on 87. You don't have to dare me. Okay, I'm in eight, under. All right. All right. I'm going to take the over on this. I've I've actually seen the trailer, and uh, unlike for most of these, <laughs> um, and I think so. I've got so a couple of things. I mean, just I'm thinking about. Um, I think the vibe from this one is going to be something along the lines of like Saving Mr. Banks and mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of things. And if I remember right, that did pretty well critically. I think so. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I um, and I'm guessing I, I I agree with sort of your quick take there that you know Disney knows what they're doing with this. Um, I imagine that this is going to be something that, yeah, it's going, it's going, it's going to be people. People are going to love it mm-hmm. because it's going to, it's going to like ring all the right bells in terms of um, what is Winnie the Pooh it's like a nostalgia mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's going to be more than nostalgia. I think it's going to be sort of you, like you just lost me at live action Pooh. Well, but it's <laughs> yeah. You well, you liked the Emoji Movie, which had that. So, <laughs> That's true. Um, um, I think it's. I mean, we had Incredible Two, Incredibles Two earlier in the summer, Hotel. Uh, Transylvania like there's yeah. not a ton of big kids movies so like yeah. this might this might have that too yeah. but that but if, what's, if it's what Mitch is describing then that's not a kids movie it's an ast- adult nostalgia movie uh, but it, I think it'll be both yeah and okay. that's why the score will be high is okay. I, think, I think it'll All hit right. those quadrants okay. yeah. I'm still taking the under on 87 alright I don't even know what this movie is uh, but I'll read you it uh, The Darkest Minds uh, when teens mysteriously develop powerful new abilities they are declared a threat by the government and detain 16-year-old Ruby, one of the most powerful young people anyone has encountered. This sounds like every other YA fiction thing. Yep. Escapes yeah. her camp and joins at the Runaways, seeking a safe haven. Blah 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 blah. Sixty. 
<laughs> Any, anybody is there anybody no i don't know like i didn't write anybody down I, there was nobody that i knew okay. in it so yeah i'll take the under uh you said you said 60 mm-hmm. that's that's just on the borderline of fresh yeah yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say under too um all right yeah no need to discuss further on that all right. That, um, watch that is the actually critically acclaimed. Right, exactly. Yes. That is the Dunkirk. Well, we yeah. made fun of Baby Driver last year just because of its name. That's and true. Girls Trip, I think, too. So we're yep. no good at this. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's another. Yeah. So this is called Axel AXL. Um, Wait, Axel. <laughs> oh, just AXL are the letters. Yes. Okay. <laughs> A dot X dot. Oh, it's an acronym? Yeah. Oh, I just lost five points. Uh, Axel is a new adventure about a down-on-his-luck teenage bike rider, Miles, who stumbles upon an advanced robotic military dog, stop me when you want, named Axel, endowed with next-generation artificial <laughs> intelligence, but with the heart of a dog. Axel forms an emotional bond with Miles. You can stop me at any time. Much to the chagrin of the rogue military scientist who created Axel, stop me at any time, <laughs> and would do anything to retrieve him, knowing what is at stake. If Axel is captured, Miles teams up with his smart, resourceful wow. crush, Sarah, of course. to protect his new best friend, Forty. Oh, oh, for a minute, I thought the dog's name was 40. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows at this point? Stop me at any time, please. Yeah. Um, so what was that what was that other uh robot movie that came out like a couple years ago? I can't remember what but it was like it was like supposed to be like the robot was like an assassin robot or something and Oh and, yeah, like, I remember that. Chappy? Chappy, thank you. And like Chappy yeah. was decent. Was it really? I oh man, I couldn't get past the trailer. It looks so painfully like yeah. That, I'm 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 thinking this is in the same category and you said 40, I'm going under. I'll take the under also. That sounds like rough sledding. All right. Uh, next up is Dog Days. Uh, and I picked this mostly because of the cast. An ensemble comedy that follows the lives of multiple dog owners and their beloved fluffy pals around sunny Los Angeles. When these human canines pass intertwine, their lives begin changing in ways they never expected. Um, I'm not excited, but then I heard the people in it, and it's so there's some people here who are kind of interesting. Um, Finn Wolfhard, who's in Stranger yep. Things, mm-hmm. um, Vanessa Hudgens, Adam Pally, Eva Longoria, Tig Notaro. So some of those people I find interesting, some I yeah. don't. Um, I put this at a 75 just because it seems like a palate cleanser from some of the mm. other junky things we've been reading about lately. Uh, but it's not an enthusiastic 75. None of those me. people naturally translate to great box office success. I'll take the end around 75. Oh it's puppies, guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> You'd rather have a robotic dog in Axel? Than a I, want, real dog? I want both those movies in the same movie. I want <laughs> Axel in the to, same be right week. to be one of the dogs <laughs> that intertwines. Uh, I'm going to go under, too. Right. I can't see. Yeah, I can't see this. I can't, even, even if it does okay at the box office, because it like taps into sort of like the you know like the marley and me mm-hmm. um group it's not gonna the critics aren't it sounds more like, like love it. actually with yeah. dogs <laughs> yeah. that's a great pitch no it's not <laughs> it go. sounds terrible um that uh this is this is my bay watch like this is one where uh, you guys are going to be wrong and this is this is going to be delightful and people okay. are going to like it all right i was wrong on Baywatch hard last year that's true you were. um yeah. all right this is the movie i'm most excited to. you can stop me if you want but i'm going to read this because you're going to just enjoy the description as much as the movie right. are you familiar with the meg no. Oh, check yeah. it out. In this film, a deep-sea uh, submersible, part of an international undersea observation program, has been attacked by a massive creature previously thought to be extinct and now lies disabled at the bottom of the deepest trench in the Pacific with its crew trapped inside. With time running out, expert deep-sea rescue diver Jonas Taylor, played by Jason Statham, is recruited by a visionary Chinese oceanographer against the wishes of his daughter to save the crew and the ocean itself from this unstoppable threat, a prehistoric 75-foot-long shark known as the Megdalon, <laughs> which no one could have imagined is, is that years before, Taylor had encountered the same terrifying creature. Now teamed with Su Yin, he must confront his fears and risk his own life to save everyone trapped below, bringing him face-to-face once more with the greatest and largest predator of all time. It's a giant shark movie. Yep. 45. Statham, though. Underwater Statham? Can I interest you? So basically, it's gravity plus the abyss plus the transporter. Yeah. With a shark. (laughs) Giant shark. Giant shark. With with like a Jurassic World shark. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 45 is your number, gentlemen. I, I defer to you. I'm going. I'm going under. I think. Yeah. Especially again. It's it's going to be compared to the actual Jurassic Park, and yeah, it won't hold up. 
Take the over, Chris. I really want to. Go for it. <laughs> I'll be a contrarian. Sure, why not? All yeah, right. I'll take that's, over. that's got 55 potential, doesn't it? No. But <laughs> us, let's take it. 55 is still rotten. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, interesting one. This just won the, the second highest prize at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Black Klansman. So this is a Spike Lee film. Oh, I um, saw a trailer for this. Yes. In the early 1970s, Ron Stallworth and his... Uh, is the first African-American detective to serve in the Colorado Springs Police Department. Determined to make a name for himself, Stallworth bravely sets out on a dangerous mission, infiltrate and expose the Ku Klux Klan. Young detective soon rec- uh, recruits a more seasoned colleague, Flip Zimmerman, played by Adam Driver, to, under- to, un- <coughs> to the undercover investigation of a lifetime. Together they team up to take down the extremist hate group as the organization aims to sanitize its violence, violent rhetoric to appeal to the mainstream. I'm putting this at 93. Ooh. I think this is going to be one of the big yeah. um, critical movies of the summer. Dang it. You, you put that just, just high enough that makes me double second guess it. I had it at 90 and then I kicked it up a the couple. The trailer looks real good. Um, and Adam Driver's, he's hot right now. Uh, and uh, Ron Starworth's played by John David Washington. I don't know who that yeah, is. but I don't either. Oh, 93. That's, that's pretty steep. But there's been almost... I right, fine. I'm calling it. It's my Dunkirk. I'm going over. Yeah, I think I think I want the over on this one too. Wow! Whoa! I can't believe yeah. I got you both to take an over on the 93. Yeah. All right. Um, back more to fanciful animals. I think. Please. Um, Alpha, an epic adventure set in the last ice age, Europe, two, twenty thousand years ago. While on his first hunt with his tribe's most elite group, a young man is injured and left for dead. Awakening to find himself broken and alone, he must learn to survive and navigate the harsh and unforgiving wilderness. Does this feature uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> Reluctantly taming a lone wolf abandoned by his pack. There's our pet. No, this, is, this is more Liam uh, Neeson now, right? Yeah. Uh, the pair learn to rely on each other and become unlikely allies, enduring countless dangers and overwhelming odds in order to find their way home before the deadly winter arrives. 30. Over. Hmm. That- just for the sheer spectacle of it, unless unless it's unless this is a low budget movie, this the you you get over thirty on that. Uh, I'm gonna do the under. I think it's gonna be. Ooh. I think it's gonna crash and burn. Ooh, I think I got one there on you. All right. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have we just have a couple movies left. All right. We have the Happy Time Murders. Have we heard of this? <laughs> no, it sounds awesome though. <laughs> it actually does. Uh, the puppet stars of an iconic TV show, The Happy Time Gang. <laughs> oh my. Are, wait, is this puppet murders? <laughs> uh, just wait, yeah. Okay. Are some of the biggest celebrities around, but off-camera, the family-friendly cast leads the kinds of lives that would make a tabloid writer blush. When the stars of the Happy Time Gang begin to be mysteriously murdered, two mismatched detectives, one a type A take-no-prisoners human with a, with a secret, and the other a crass, hard-drinking puppet, with a connection to one of the victims must put aside their huge differences and stop the killings to catch the culprit all the while trying to resist the temptations to murder each other starring Melissa McCarthy, Maya Rudolph and Elizabeth Banks. I'm putting this at 85. I actually think this is going to be like people are going to love this. No, wait a second. One of the stars is actually a puppet. I think the puppets are I think it's Sesame Street kind of like the puppets are are actual things or, or like <gasps> muppets like but like an adult muppet murder movie. Oh, I love the concept. Yeah. But you got to go over 85 if you love it. It's like Avenue Q with crossed with like Law and Murder, Order. Or, or, yeah, yeah, or something. <laughs> or something. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jessica Fletcher plus a Muppet. Yeah. All right. Um, sure. Would watch, by the way. What's that? Would watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go under. I don't think uh, it, 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 it might do fine. I don't think it's going to do 85. Go big or go gnome. I'm going over. Wow. All right. I didn't I didn't know that I would get that. All right. Just three left. All right. Um have you heard of Crazy Rich Asians? Well, I have I, I I'm well. with a few of them, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh the story follows a a native New York uh, excuse me, a native New Yorker, Rachel Chu, who accompanies her longtime boyfriend, Nick Young. To Wait, Swaggy P? No. Okay. <laughs> to his best friend's wedding in Singapore, excited about visiting Asia for the first time, but nervous about meeting Nick's family, Rachel is unprepared to learn that Nick has neglected to mention a few key details about his life. Turns out he's not only a sign of the country's we- wealthiest families, but also one of its most sought-after bachelors. 
Being on Nick's arm puts a target on Rachel's back with jealous socialites and worse, Nick's own disapproving mother taking aim. And it, and it soon becomes clear that while money can buy you love, it definitely can complicate things. I'm putting this at 90. Um, I've heard I've heard people very excited about this movie. I think it's based on a book. Okay. Um, that I, and I could be wrong on that, but I think it's based on a popular book. Okay. Um, and I've I've heard positive things about it. So. Okay. I haven't heard. Of this the book. is my. This is my. Oh, I won't say that. It's your Dunkirk. No, <laughs> I've already I've already put my Dunkirk flag in the ground. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the under. I mean, again, I think I think. It's probably gonna do. It's probably gonna do well. I don't know if it's going to hold up to to that high. I'll take the under also. All right. Enjoy being wrong on that, folks. Yep. Uh, last two. <laughs> um, <coughs> Slender Man in a small town in Massachusetts. Four high school girls perform a ritual and oh. attempt to debunk the lore of the Slender Man. One of the girls goes mysteriously missing. They begin to suspect she is, in fact, his latest victim. Fifty-five. Horror movie based on like. You ever played Slenderman? No, um, I'm. I mean, I'm aware of the. This is like somewhat based on, not like a real. Right. I mean, there, the there's actual, there were like the actual murder, a yeah. real murder based around yeah. this yeah. too. Um, but I'm, I, I'm gonna put this at fifty-five. So. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Under. Yeah, I'm gonna go under as well. All right. Not big horror fans here. And lastly, it, um, it just sounds distasteful in light of the fact that a girl was just killed by a couple of their girls right. in light of you know just right. yeah yeah. Um, lastly is a movie called Kin. So this comes out maybe the weekend before Labor Day. Chased by a vengeful criminal played by James Franco, the feds and a gang of otherworldly soldiers, a recently released ex-con Jack Rayner and his adopted younger brother Miles Truitt are forced to go on the run with the weapon of mysterious origin as their only protection. So Franco, Zoe Kravitz, Dennis Quaid, Miles Truitt, Jack Rayner, 40. Otherworldly? What is yeah. going on in this movie? Yep. <laughs> but will you go under forty? No. You're going over. I think so, but okay. I don't. I, but only out of confusion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go under. I yeah. I I can't. And, and especially, I, I think I think I think James Franco, while he's good sometimes, he also has some real. Oh yeah, he's, duds. He's, so he's. Uh... I think I think this is gonna add to that catalog. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm I'm just curious now. If I'm curious, I, yeah, and I, I I sort of picked that movie in part because there was nearly nothing else that weekend that jumped out at me, and it feels like it's one of the last weekends of the summer. So the site I used, there was some like interest around that movie, but hmm. I, there's nothing. I, so I don't even know what that like you said. I don't know what that's about. I yeah, that was kind of confusing. yeah. So, yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so that is our last movie. You guys did a lot in uh, in a short amount of time there. So I will um. I will in the if you look at the description for this podcast, there will be the link to the Google form. Yes, please join us and prove prove definitively how bad we are at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for joining us, uh, and um, best of luck with all your summer movie viewing. May may every movie be your Dunkirk. <laughs> and uh, on behalf of my colleagues here at Bethel University, it's finals week. We're silly. We hope that you enjoy um, a little bit of silliness too. Go Royals. <laughs> Dunkirk.